Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you transform your mind, your body and your life. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. Firstly, welcome back to the podcast and thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope that you're doing really well and having a lovely week so far. Um, I also hope that you're enjoying your November because it's absolute madness that we are nearly halfway through which is absolutely crazy and obviously because I know a lot of you listening are festive lovers just like myself you'll have to head over to my Instagram and let me know have you put your Christmas tree up yet because I feel like it's a (laughs) it's a very like big debate going off right now some people are putting up really early some people are waiting and I always like to know where people sit on that fence I'm all about the you do you kind of vibes. If you want to get that Christmas tree up, get that freaking Christmas tree up. I'm gonna probably put mine up very bloody soon, I'm not gonna lie. We're probably looking more towards the end of November, but I'm very excited. But that is not why I came onto the podcast today to talk about Christmas trees. I have come on to talk about four food rules that need to go pop on into the bin and that we need to start getting rid of. So that's what we're gonna be going through today. If you're somebody who is working on your food relationship, if you're somebody who experiences like food rules that are really impacting your behaviours around food and maybe controlling your mindsets a little bit, and if you're just somebody who is ready to step into more enjoyment and a little bit more freedom with food, then this is going to be the episode for you and I'm super, super excited. So the first thing I will go through is this week's crystal. So this week I have brought along Black Obsidian. It's one of my personal favourites in my collection. It's a very, very good crystal for grounding you which is exactly why I brought it along today um because we want to feel more grounded and it's a very very good crystal for like getting rid of toxic energy those neggy vibes which we don't want and that's exactly what we're about today because obviously with getting rid of these food rules we're starting to get rid of some negativity and chucking it away so now that we've gone through the crystal let's get on into the topics for this week so the first thing I just want to start by going through is food rules food rules are very very detrimental to our overall food relationship our behaviors and our success really. Now I think sometimes with food rules is we can either not acknowledge that we have them or they have sometimes become like so um, vocalised that in a way like it's become a little bit normal but actually we really do want to look into our thoughts and our behaviours around food to identify are food rules impacting me? If so I want to start working through them to support more freedom. So an example might be, this is not a food rule that I'm going to be going through, but one that we can sometimes hear is, should I have carbohydrates after six o'clock? If that food rule is making you feel like you shouldn't have carbs after six and it's making you restrict, that is obviously starting to impact your mindset and your behaviours with food. So as you can see, these food rules will play a very, very big part in how we're viewing food, but also how we're behaving around food. And they are going to impact your overall freedom because they place barriers and blockages and limitations on you, which then impact the behaviours that you have around food. So... The first rule that I'm going to go through today, and we're going to start like debunking them a little bit um, and chatting through them, is a very freaking popular rule um, and could be controversial, but 
You probably heard of the 80-20 rule, which gives the principle of having 80% of your intake, which is like highly nutrient dense foods and 20%, which is potentially less nutrient dense foods. Now, I understand the reasoning behind this of encouraging having more nutrient dense foods and encouraging having flexibility. And it can be very useful to start breaking free from that 100% mindset. However, sometimes what we can do with food rules is we can take them a little bit too far and that can happen for a few of us. It's happened for myself as well. I'm talking about this one from experience. So what we could potentially do here is we could take that 80-20 rule too far, which means if there's a day where it hasn't been 80-20, maybe it's been 60-40, we can then begin to beat ourselves up and experience some self-critical language or being quite negative towards ourselves because we feel like we've gone against that rule and therefore we're not being healthy and we're impacting our progress. So this is why with this rule, I feel like we really should take it with a pinch of salt. I understand and I do um, agree with the principle of you know encouraging more nutrient dense foods because ultimately yes we want food flexibility and we want food enjoyment but you need to make sure that you're still giving your body what it needs you're actually nourishing it it's not just about going oh how many chocolates can I fit into my day today is actually going what foods is going to serve my body best you have to still nourish your body which obviously we want to promote But the thing with this rule is, if we take it too literal and we take it sometimes a bit far with this rule, which I know can be very easily done, on days where it's not been 80-20 and maybe we've had a little bit more sweet food than usual, we can start becoming very critical towards ourselves, which is why I don't think we should focus on this rule. We should focus instead on encouraging nutrient-dense foods, lots of variety, lots of wholesome foods, along with flexibility with food there as well, over, it has to be 80-20. Because like, what happens if you're due on your period and you end up having a little bit more sweet food because of your cravings, we then don't want that self-critical behaviour to come up because it then impacts body image and food relationship. So with the 80-20, we don't want to focus on that rule as a whole. We want to instead focus on, yes, I want to give my body lots of wholesome, nutrient-dense foods because that is going to nourish your body. We don't want to be like a bit of an arse and completely neglect nutrient-dense foods. But we also still want to have the flexibility there, knowing that sometimes we might have a little bit more sweet food or we might eat out a little bit more but that's a part of life. So that's the first one. The second one that I want to go through is the rule of I can only eat this certain food on a weekend. Now talking from um, what can typically happen, so it tends to be more sweet foods or maybe more um, convenient foods, things like that. We can create this mindset of I'm only allowed to have this food over the weekend. So um, I'll use a common one. Let's say there's some a donut, for example. It might be something that you feel like I should only save this for the weekend, whether you're interpreting it as like a treat, quote unquote, whether you feel like you've got to be quote unquote good in the week, whatever's impacting that rule. What can happen with this is when we begin to try and save certain foods for the weekend, 
we create a food label because we're basically telling ourselves if I'm being quote unquote good, I can't eat that food because that food's quote unquote bad. Um, so we don't obviously want that to happen. But then what it can also lead to is potential overeating over weekends. You know, if you restrict from something, you have a higher chances of overeating on it because you may have higher food fixation. So an example might be if you're saving sweet foods for the weekend, throughout the week, it's likely that your food fixation on this food is going to be a lot higher because you've not had it so when the weekend comes you might notice more mindless eating around that food because you've not had it through the week and then you can fall into that mindset of I don't know when I'm going to have this again I need to eat more of it so this is why we want to break free from this rule of oh I need to save certain foods for the weekend and actually transition it to it's safe for me to have variety each day. That isn't me saying that you have to go have a donut every day just because, you know, flexibility. But what it is me saying is if you feel like having, for example, something sweet on a Wednesday and you've checked in and it's aligned to you and your goals, that decision is aligned, there's no reason of why you can't have it. Or if, you know, you decide that on a Tuesday evening you want to have a pizza night with your partner and that is an aligned decision for you, there's no reason why you can't do that. You haven't got to just wait for the weekend. The The days themselves don't have rules and foods don't have to be safe for certain days. We can have that like flexibility of knowing that nothing is off limits day to day. Yes, we want to prioritise wholesome foods and have the flexibility, but nothing is off limits. So that's another rule that we want to work through. And what this is going to support is creating more flexibility with food, but also avoiding like um, maybe unaligned behaviours like overeating at weekends, high levels of food fixation is going to take you into a bit more of a space of freedom. The third rule that we're going to go through is I must eat the same foods all of the time. Now, this can stem from many, many, many different things. Um, you know, sometimes we can see it in the industry where it's like people are being encouraged to eat the same foods, like, oh, just have the same food for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So then that way, you know that you're going to be quote unquote on track and you don't need to stress about it. We can also then create maybe fear around having certain foods. Like I can relate to this. So for me, um, this was obviously quite a lot of years ago and my food relationship wasn't in a healthy place, I would have the same breakfast, lunch and dinner every day for like months on end because I knew that I could hit like the numbers absolutely spot on and I would turn down having anything else. So that meant turning down meals with my family and things like that. And once again, as you can see from this example, which could be more of an extreme end of the scale, is it begins to impact our enjoyment of fulfillment of life and actually being more in tune with our body. Because I guarantee you know, you might enjoy having something for a bit, but after like a month of eating the same lunch, you're probably thinking, oh, this isn't, this isn't as enjoyable no more. I'm not feeling fulfilled on the journey. And you're not really listening to what your body wants, which once again, then impacts our mindfulness. So we don't want to fall into this mentality around it. Now, obviously, that being said, for some people, myself included sometimes, having the same lunch can help because you might enjoy it. It might take away like mental fatigue if it's come from an aligned place. And I can't emphasize that enough. So me, for example, I tend to have like a very similar lunch, like for quite a few days in a row, just because I love the freaking taste of it. And it suits me because I know that I've got everything in. But 
it's not a place of I can only eat this for the next few months. Do you know what I mean? It might help from a um a, like a convenience perspective or a planning perspective. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you have to eat different every day, but we don't want to be in the mindset of I can only eat the same meals all the time. That is it, nothing else, because that's when we start to call bar- cause barriers and problems with our food relationship. So what we want to do instead is if you are having the same meals or similar meals for, a, I don't know, for a week or so, whatever it might be, but that is from an aligned place, then that is fine. Like I have some clients who will have like the same dinner for a week or so because it suits them. That is fine. But we don't want to take it too far where it's like, I can only eat this food, you know? So we have to have that balance there and knowing that it's okay to have a variety of meals or a variety of food. You know, if this is an example, actually. If you have, I don't know, porridge for breakfast all the time because you really enjoy porridge and you've shaped that belief of I should only have porridge for breakfast, we don't want to come to that situation where, I don't know, you're, you've are you stayed over at your friend's house, and they've got a different breakfast in, we don't want that stress to be caused because it's like, I can't eat anything else, we want to be in a place of, oh my gosh, I love to have porridge, maybe I have it most days because it makes me feel really good, but I also know that I can have other things as well in other contexts and other environments, do you know what I mean? So this is why we want to overcome that rule, the fourth and final rule that we want to work through is this mindset of, oh, if I eat some fruit or something healthy, it's going to balance out what I've just eaten. Now, you may experience this one. I'm going to try and give an example to explain it. So let's say you've just had um, a donut. We'll use donuts again. You've just had some of a donut and then you decide to have some fruit afterwards to quote unquote counteract the donut that you've just eaten. We do not want to be in this space with food. And the reason is what happens here is we create these food labels around the foods that we're trying to balance out and counteract. And we begin to see them as like bad, quote unquote, once again. So if you try and have fruit after you've had your donut and you're saying to yourself, oh, I need to balance this out. I need to counteract it so I can now be quote unquote good. You're gonna start creating those negative beliefs around certain foods, which once again, as we've mentioned earlier, when we have these like good or bad labels, they can have a very negative impact on our food relationship. But not only that, it can create a lot of guilt because we can sometimes feel, once again, bad for what we've eaten. And then we can then feel guilty around it. We can feel shame around it, which then impacts the mindset and the also the behaviours that we have around food. So once again, we want to then work through that. And I guess the thing as well is it takes away from actually enjoying the food in the first place because it's like, rather than being able to eat some of a donut, um, as an example, enjoy each mouthful, know it tastes great and just move on it then goes to this headspace of taking away from enjoyment because we're now feeling like we need to counteract it and also I guess sometimes in this situation if we look at it in even more detail like it takes away from being mindful with food because probably is like you may have had some of a donut you feel full you feel satisfied but now you're making yourself eat something else just to try and counteract it and it just creates this like really negative mindset with food so we want to be in a space where we can eat whatever food we choose to eat that's aligned to us without judgment, without guilt, and where we can just know 
that is okay. I don't need to try and counteract that in some way. I don't need to go try and like just go eat an apple now to try and like make up for it. I don't need to go for, a, you know, do cardio now to make up for it. We don't need to counteract the food that we've eaten. We want to focus more on the enjoyment of it and then moving on. So it's kind of having that radical acceptance of you will have a variety of foods and it's okay to have a variety of foods and that when you enjoy that variety of food, you never need to balance things out or counteract it because you haven't done anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like in our minds, we can think, oh, well, I've done something wrong by having this food when actually all you've done is just enjoyed a variety of food. And that is literally it, do you know what I mean? So that is another rule that you want to work through. Now, when it comes to these food rules as well, the best thing that I would advise to like work through them is looking more at your beliefs around the food and your affirmations and stuff. I know I've spoken about this before, but if every day you can start affirming to yourself your new beliefs, so for example, um, I get to have a variety of food each day, um, it's safe to listen to my body, I don't need to save foods for the weekend, I can enjoy a variety of foods on a day-to-day basis, things like that. If you start affirming those to yourself on a daily basis, then that is really going to help start working through these these rules because you're going to start reminding yourself that it is safe to do that. And obviously the big one with your food relationship is allowing yourself to step out your comfort zone. So an example might be like, let's say you are somebody who saves sweet foods for the weekend. One of the best things that you can do as well is in a way like start challenging yourself by having some sweet food in the week when you feel like you desire it. So maybe on a Wednesday, you're fancying a little bit of chocolate. Maybe that's gonna be a really good opportunity for you to go, I'm gonna have a little bit of chocolate in moderation. Maybe you take um, three, four squares off the chocolate bar or whatever it might be, you enjoy them and you move on because what you're doing here is you're actively encouraging growth by physically starting to change that behavior around food you know what I mean like saying the affirmations are very useful they can help shift the mindset around it feel more supported and more confident in your decisions but then also actively making that change with your actions can really help as well because once again that's how we change behavior but actually going out of way to do a different behavior it's like if you're wanting to try and go for more walks it's all I mean one thing you can do is like you know I give myself permission to make time to go for more movement you can do the affirmation and the mindset work but then you also want to then go actually take that action and then go for that walk do you know what I mean so it's the same with your food relationship like actively start taking the action and showing not up as if these new rules are already in place like you're embodying those new rules like I've just said maybe having some of that sweet food in the week that's you embodying the version of you who doesn't have these food rules and you're stepping out your comfort zone to encourage growth so that is how I'd go about working through these rules I do hope that this podcast has helped. If there's anything that you want to share off the back of this when it comes to food rules, obviously my DMs over on Instagram are always open and you're more than welcome to go send me any messages over there and I can get back to you. Um, And the last thing that I just want to say as well, if you are somebody who really wants to work on your food freedom, your food relationship and start seeing some shifts and having some support for over the festive season, like I can completely understand that through Christmas, it can be a bit of a struggle when it comes to your food relationship when we're experiencing these behaviors around food so if you are somebody who wants to start 
working through those and having support tips and guidance when it comes to your food relationship over Christmas. I'm going to be hosting the Feel Free This Christmas workshop on the 23rd of November at 7pm. It's going to be a really in-detailed workshop where you get a workbook as well and we're going to do a big Q&A session. I can't say how long the workshop's going to be because it's going to be quite hefty but it's going to be loads of information in there so it'll be amazing Um, and through there we're going to be going through how you can create more freedom over Christmas with your food relationship go through loads of techniques to support you through the festive period alongside working on things like body image and your empowerment by your healthy habits so ultimately helping you have a better Christmas this year when it comes to putting yourself first your food relationship everything like that so if you feel like you need a bit more support with that tickets are now available all you need to do is go to the top link in the show notes and you can purchase your ticket it's £9.99 to secure your space and like I say within that you'll get full access to the live workshop and the forever replay so if you can't make that date or time you'll get the replay you'll get an in-depth workbook as well with loads of tips and tricks in there to support you and you get to keep that forever and access to a Q&A live and also you can ask me questions afterwards so you get loads and loads and loads within that and I am super super excited to host that for you all as well if you do have any questions about the workshop that you want to ask before joining um, or you are wanting to see if it's the right thing for you just head over to my instagram at bestrong.coach and I can answer any questions over there and I can't wait to see some of you there and really start delving into your food freedom for the Christmas season but on that note enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week thank you so much for joining me I am super super grateful and I'll speak to you all in the next episode.